This is Gary Nelson of Gas's Corner Podcast at podcast.gassescorner.com. Today's topic is From the Playground to the Olympics, What Not to Do in Team Development. I got here first. No, I did. Me. No, me. I just got back from a three-day school camp with my youngest son. We went to new and interesting places each day, and everywhere we went, walking or driving, the adults were constantly serenaded by the same chorus when we arrived at each destination. I got here first! Somehow it seemed vitally important to be the first one to arrive wherever we went, or at least it was if you were under ten years old. The playground is a useful place to hone skills and promote competition, but it is equally important to learn to work and compete together as a team. Often, when children compete in teams, you'll have individuals claiming they were the fastest in the team, and therefore they are the reason the team won, so really they won and the rest of the team's efforts did not matter. Unfortunately, some people never outgrow this. They are in constant competition with everyone else, even though the others may not even know there's a race going on. They may not say it out loud, but they likely feel a small satisfaction reaching the traffic light first, so they can be ready to launch off again first as soon as it turns green. Even as adults, some people within teams will promote their personal contributions to the detriment of the team. Just like back in the playground, they believe that they and themselves alone are the real reason the team succeeded. It is true that one person can make a difference. It is also true that one person can help to bring a team together or destroy it. Fortunately, most people do outgrow these playground behaviors and become great team players. There is hope. World Class Teams In July and August 2012, the Summer Olympics were held in London, England. While there were many events that featured the best individual competitors in the world, there were also many team events. To me, the team events were the most challenging and very exciting to watch as it required the whole team to work together flawlessly under pressure, under very specific deadlines, particularly in races where the one-tenth of a second can mean the difference between gold and watching someone else receive bronze. Very tight competition. One competition that demands very high levels of teamwork is rowing, requiring precise coordination of every stroke with your teammates to apply the maximum forward force at exactly the same time. If your timing is slightly off or the pressure is uneven, the boat will veer off in one direction and then another, causing drag and loss of forward momentum, and no medals. Overall, Great Britain placed first in rowing with nine medals, four gold, two silver, and three bronze. In second place was New Zealand with five medals, three gold, and two bronze. In the men's double skulls, the New Zealand team's lead over the silver winners was significant. New Zealand won by two boat lengths, an exceptional show of teamwork and flawless execution. Every gold medal winning team performed to their utmost and an exhilarating mix of communication, trust, effort, and coordination. However, there was one thing that was quite noticeably lacking around every medal winning team, gold, silver, and bronze alike. Nowhere did you hear, I got here first. Where the team won, they all won together. The person in the front did not win more than the person in the back. Without every team member putting in their maximum coordinated effort for the common goal, they would have not achieved a world-class standing. Your project team. You may not be competing in the world stage or even going for global project of the year, but it is just as important for your project team to work well together towards the common goal. 
true, you may have a number of shining stars in your project, the anchors that you can rely on to work a bit harder when needed, pull the long hours, and some that are exceptionally gifted or skilled. Certainly the Olympic teams were not filled with mediocre athletes. They were all of the highest caliber. What makes them and effective teams different from the playgrounds of our youth is the maturity and strength to put the good of the team first. If we win, each team member can be proud to be part of the winning team without eyes popping up like seagulls. No one person or few people should take credit. It should be shared and enjoyed equally. And if we lose, nobody points fingers at who did the worst or who they think was the weak link. There may indeed be a few who did not seem to contribute quite as much as the others. However, they may have actually been doing their best. Teams need all kinds of people in order to get the job done, with the associated mix of abilities, skills, and attitudes. Leadership also makes a significant difference to the overall performance of the team. If the team leader, manager, project manager, or CEO takes all the credit for the work of their teams, it will demoralize the team. Similarly, if there are problems and the leader shunts the blame onto the team, the team will quickly dissolve into clusters of individuals and small groups steeped in resentment. The leader just destroyed the team. I learned a valuable lesson from my first manager and effective leader. If there was success, he did not claim credit but publicly bestowed praise on the entire team. If there were problems or failures, he accepted them as his own in public and then convened the team to see what could be improved or what needed to be done to fix the problem together. Summary Attitude, more than individual ability, makes the difference between a good team, an exceptional team, and a poor performing team. Where teams struggle from internal divisions and bickering, you will usually find a room full of egos who are all clamoring, I was first. While they bicker, the other teams sail on past to collect the medals. Park your ego at the door. You may have exceptional skills and experience, but you have been invited into the team to give your all and do your best so that we can succeed together. Besides, your own exceptional skills may actually be middle of the pack in our high-performing team, so don't crow too loud. Sit down, grab an oar, and help pull the boat forward. Good luck with your projects, and remember it is the whole boat or team that wins or loses, not just the person at the front. This has been Gary Nelson, Gas's Corner Podcast. If you'd like to read any articles, they're available on Gas's Corner blog at www.gazescorner.com. Thanks, and look forward to talking to you again soon.